All right, welcome back, my degenerates, back to the Game On podcast. Excited to bring a special guest for you guys today. Uh, and this is going to be the first time that I'm, I'm working on the streaming stuff. Now that football's done, I have a little bit more time on my hands. Uh, as you've seen, the daily free picks that I do with the Odds Fathers and Odd Locks on YouTube. You need to go to the Game On YouTube channel, give that a uh, subscribe to that. We're over 50 now. It's pretty exciting for just, what, not even two weeks being up. But give us a follow. We do free picks there every day. Um, those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. Get the podcast anywhere where you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Overcast. Um, this podcast is not just about giving picks. It's about teaching you how to become a better sports gambler and learning different strategies and building a community together. And that's why I'm excited to bring on today's guest. Uh, you can either follow us through the podcast or go to the stream and watch it, uh, the video part of this interview, however you want to do it. I will be posting links everywhere for that. But our guest today is Mr. Chris Farley, Chris R. Farley from Farley Bets. How you doing, man? Thanks, man. I'm doing fantastic. I, uh, I'm a little hungover, like I told you before, but we are getting through. And I'm excited that I finally get to talk about sports with you, man. It's awesome. Yes. Oh, and on this podcast, we do drink on this podcast. So I don't <laughs> know if awesome. you want to drink yeah. if you're hungover, but cheers. Yeah, I got cheers, man. I got my water. I'm, I'm being I'm being soft uh, tonight. Mm, there you go. Yeah. No, my uh, my podcast listeners, my degenerates are used to it. <clears throat> it's usually yeah, how I start no, the podcast. I love that you said that from the beginning, my fellow degenerates. It's my kind <laughs> of people. Exactly. So uh, tell us about yourself. So you, for those of you that want to follow him, let me throw this up real quick. Twitter at Chris R. Farley one and Instagram at Farley bets. That's actually how I, I, I first ran into you was uh, on Instagram. And I'll ask you here in a second, which one you, you like better Instagram or Twitter or equal, but um, ran into you. Cause uh, not only do you post great stuff, but I mean, you're, you're, you're always uh, commenting and, and, and liking stuff. And I feel like that's, I, I like people on there like that. That's how I ran into uh, Nick and Matt, the odds fathers and odd yeah. locks because just supportive people. So tell us about yourself. Absolutely, man. I've, and I've experienced a lot of that too. Like it's a really like supportive community. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I forget who reached out to who first, but uh, you know, uh, glad to be here, man. Really cool to be a part of this thing that you're starting here with the game on podcast. Uh, so a little bit about myself. I was a military guy and then, uh, you know, been exploring my career and, you know, I got a few degrees, this and that, uh, and I have a great job, but I've been sports betting for over a decade. Um, and my, I won't, I won't uh, put my job out on, uh, you know, out on the street here on this podcast, but you know, I, it's not always as exciting as I get as it, as it is to sports bet for me. Uh, and I've been doing it for a long time and kind of like you, I just, you know, I figured out that, I mean, I'm doing this anyway. I'm doing the research. I'm reading about it. I'm learning about it. I, you know, I'm writing things in my head. I'm writing things on paper. You know, maybe I can actually do something with this. Um, and, you know, I have a background in communications and uh, writing um, and like video editing and that sort of thing. So I was like, let me play around on Instagram uh, and, and see if I can gain some followers and get some, I guess, like street cred, you know, get my name out there and, and uh, see if I can get some good things going with just uh, being a part of this community of, you know, contributors to the, to the sports betting world, especially as it's, you know, starting to, you know, it's a, it's a really burgeoning world right now. Um, so 
so that started about, I don't know, five months ago on Instagram. And then I took to Twitter because I'm realizing that really the like OGs of sports betting are on Twitter. So I really need to get my followers up. I, I, I need to know, by the way, how the Odds Fathers, who, who I think has only been on Twitter since like sometime in 2020, and he has so many followers. Like, I, I don't know how he did that. It's amazing. His, his, uh, little, but, um, his little trick is um, he said he likes Twitter better than Instagram, but he said it took him a while. It's like a grind. How did he describe it when we were talking? It was like. It's amazing. It was like that, 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 that class that you had that you just didn't, didn't really get, didn't really understand. And yeah. then all of a sudden it clicks. And that's what he said. He got in. He said those the hashtag gambling Twitter, that crew, crew of mm. people. It's a tough crew to crack, but once you do, he says it just it's just snowball effect starts flowing. Yeah. I try to hashtag them as much as possible. I'm you know, I get like one or two a day at this point, but it's not, you know, I mean, but hopefully over time just like him. But yeah, man. And um and then I got uh so I've been putting out picks on on, on Instagram and, and Twitter for a while. Um now I put out premium picks uh for you know a few a few light dollars. Don't like to charge people very much, uh, because I enjoy doing it anyway. But um, but I put out free picks at a site called theoddsbreakers.com. Uh, I was lucky enough to connect to a guy named Kiev O'Neill, who's a, a, now a regular on the ATS.io podcast, which used to be the Bang the Book podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, he was actually telling the audience, like, hey, if anyone's interested, uh, reach out to me. So I was like, oh, well, maybe this is a really good uh, opportunity. So I tried to put my best foot, you know, my best face out there. And uh, he responded, man. and and, and it connected and it gave me an opportunity, and I guess he could tell I was passionate about it. Uh, so I've I've written a ton of articles for him already, and that's where I do my free picks, and then I do sell premium picks also on Instagram. Those are my favorite picks, uh, you know, like two to four star picks. Um, but I, I love it, man. I'm not going to be stopping this anytime soon. I'll always be doing it in some form or fashion. And I've really, really wanted to get into podcasting as a another part of the uh, the media portion of this because I'm at my like soul, I'm a, I'm a writer and a, you know, communicator, you know, and I want to fool around with podcasting anyway. So this is like really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'll definitely have you on as, as, as a regular guest if you, if you want, um, Appreciate it, man. cause you got, you got great stuff. Um, you got a great page and, and you're, you definitely sound passionate about it. Yeah. Where'd you, I, where'd you, where'd you serve by the way? And, and thank you for your service. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I was in the air force. Um, so, you know, all the army and all the um, other veterans out there, you know, I know, I know it's the air force, but, uh, but I was one of the guys that uh, not a chair force guy. I was one of the guys actually out there in the field, uh, working on bombs and missiles. So it was, it was a good time. I was stationed in North Carolina, Virginia, South Korea. It was only four and a half years, but I moved around a lot. Uh, you know, you grow up quick, you know, because you have to. Um, and I, I think that was important for me because I, I probably still would have been in the shell of like small town Pennsylvania if I didn't do that, uh, you know, but I wanted to get, get out there and explore the world. And that's probably where I like started to associate with some risk taking, you know, and so, you know, uh, like some, some, you know, good danger in a sense, you know, like I'm kind of attracted to that. And of course that's what we all like, you know, gambling attracts us because we can win money, but it's, it's the strategy and the way to do it properly in the long term that really does earn you money. Um, you know, as, as I've learned over, a decade, sometimes the hard way. Uh, so here we are. You know what I? You know what I found out for like us real degenerates is yeah. it's not so much about. I mean, the, the money's nice, but like, like for example, the odds fathers the other day put out a a parlay that was two hundred to one, 
I saw that. You, yeah. Then he hit it. And I go, I mean, even if you put a dollar on it, you got 200 bucks. But there was a lot of right. people he knew that put 10 bucks on it and won two grand. And he's like, holy cow. And I go, yep. it's not the, I mean, don't get me wrong. The money's nice, but it's yep. more of the fact you get more satisfaction of like, I beat the odds by 200 to one. Like I did right. that. You just yeah. the being right. At least for me, yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm more about, I want to be right and bet someone that I'm, I, I have an edge that they don't more yep. so than about the money. And, and, you know, like, I guess not to sound pretentious, but as much as I like winning my own money, it's such a cool feeling when others win money because you, I mean, there could be like, there's some random people that start following me on Twitter. I mean, I don't know who these, you know, like who this guy is. He could be, you know, he could be, you know, just a regular dude in like Iowa. And, you know, he just won $250 because of my bet. I mean, that makes me feel awesome, yep. you know, yep. um, you know, cause I had a good angle on that, you know, and, and of course you don't win always. No one does. That's why it's gambling. But yeah, if I'm able to do that at all, man, I, I, I really, really love that portion of it. And the community, like we talked about, is so supportive. So, Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's awesome, too, the people that you meet and, and kind of yeah. – I mean, look at this. Look at us. We're just – you're great. on the other side of the country right now, and we're, we're just – we're talking <laughs> yeah. about sports. It's awesome. Literally. Yeah. So what's – oh, so I guess you kind of answered it, but Instagram or Twitter, do you have a preference? Do you – oh, the reason yeah, why you started on Instagram? I, you know, I mostly use Twitter right now to uh, promote my free picks for the odds breakers. Um, uh, so I, I guess I, I've done more um, accruing followers on Instagram uh, because I, I've been there a little bit longer and paid more attention to it. Um, probably want to shift a little bit to Twitter. I think to be respected among like the best sports bettors, you sort of have to. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I, I like like the graphical nature that you get to, you know, like all the different stuff you can do on Instagram as far as, you know, pictures and videos. I like to post like funny wrestling videos with my stuff, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. portray how I've done that day. You know, a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin on my stuff, um, you know, it was like my like idol growing up, uh, you know, so just stuff. I, I like to, I guess I like the art of it a little bit too on Instagram, but um, definitely looking to grow my content and followers on uh, Twitter. The, you know, writing the articles for the odds breakers takes up a lot of my, time and effort and you know in my core i am a writer so i i really do enjoy that portion of it um but yeah so to answer your question i guess for now it's instagram that's probably my major like outlet um yeah but hopefully both are working together yeah i'm with you i I didn't really pay until i started getting doing this stuff with the odds fathers and odd locks even odd locks was isn't really super big yet compared to the odds father on twitter but um yeah Instagram is just the visualization. I think I, I like that. Yeah. It's really easy for me to like go into like if I need to make picks or want to post picks out real quick. I can just go to like notes and like type out all the picks, screenshot it, throw it yep. up on you know, and don't have to worry about any uh, you know letter, you know, word know. restriction or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, I'm also just kind of like on everything. I've 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 just I'm throwing everything out there. I throw the podcast out everywhere. I'm like on Rumble, Gab, all these new things. I don't care. I'm just like my wife's like I'm not downloading another app or do subscribing to another thing. And I'm like, yeah. we just gotta throw it out there because you never know. It might stick one place, and that's what gets it rolling. Exactly. Yeah. I I heard that Reddit could be a good place to start sharing stuff too. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Have you, have you done anything with Reddit? I, recently? Uh, yeah. Cause I was, I got 
really involved into I just thought it was a great story. I actually didn't place a sports bet for like three days because uh, I like financial stuff too. And so when the Wall Street bet stuff happened with GameStop and, and all <laughs> yeah. that, I took like three days away from because the markets, they were halting. Like you don't ever see them halt. I mean, there's limit of, so they don't just halt and then like, you know, Robin Hood forcing people to just sell things like that. I'm like, this is historic. And I was just kind of following that. So I did download Reddit and I followed the Wall Street bets. I don't really understand it all yet, but it's, uh, yeah, it, I, I could see where you could build a community like that. Kind of like, it reminds me of um, the guys are on Discord and, and uh, it kind of seems like that. Yeah, totally. I know. I was following the same stuff with GameStop. That was, that was nutty. Mm-hmm. I still don't completely wrap my mind around it too, but it doesn't quite seem fair what happened there. But I, I don't know. You see, that that's the kind of stuff that can't happen in sports betting. They can't shut. Well, I guess they can shut you down, but you still have the offshore stuff you can do. So yeah, yeah. there's there's ways they, to do it. Well, and they can't ever like uh, they can't force you to sell your pit. You know what I mean? It's oh, like exactly. it's locked in. It's locked in. It's locked, so. Yeah, yeah, you're locked in. Yeah. yeah, they can deny you a bet, but yeah, sports can let you down in a lot of different ways, but they can't quite do that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your yeah. favorite? Uh, what's your favorite sport to bet? So, I would say I'm definitely, um, you know, NFL is for sure my number one. Uh, I, I, I've been an NFL junkie since I was a little kid. Um, I know, I know, we might have a little rivalry here because you've got the Patriots hoodie on. I am a Giants fan. Mm. Um, no, 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 <laughs> probably no love, you know, love loss from you and Eli Manning. Um, but, uh, but dude, I, I just, I love football. I mean, and I really love college football too, but I don't know the NFL. It's a great soap opera. I can, I can, you know, really get into it. And, um, I can't wait to write more about that at the Ozbreakers because I, I got a chance to write about the Super Bowl, which I actually nailed those picks, which is, which is awesome. Support Brady, right? You can't, you can't fade the goat. Um, but uh, so it's definitely football is probably number one. I would say that I would say the NBA is now a close number two, just because it's such a long season that you can really get into the trends and you can really like watch these teams. And like, and I, I also think NBA players are so like emotional and just like, it's more of like an individual game. So one or two players can really change, you know, the like out, the outcome and the outlook of a game, uh, you know, football is a team sport. So it's, I think it is much harder to handicap. Um, with uh with that being said real quick i that's and i kind of i lost on this last night but it is like you're saying it's an emotional it's like it's if a player in the nba wants to make a statement for a night right exactly that that's a superstar right that's yep. the, the leader yep. of the team they can so that's why i kind of thought um we were setting up great yesterday for the lakers i know that they don't have ad but i thought going to utah Utah's got the one seed. LeBron is in first place for the MVP, I guess. But like, it, how how much better than to put a statement out there of of I'm going to have a 40 point night, you know, maybe a triple double. I'm going to carry the team, and we're going to beat the hottest team in the NBA. And it didn't yeah. happen. But that's like the happen, story. No. That's that's how you you could see that happening, though. You know, absolutely. Like, and and yeah, I I actually put that bet out there too on at the Ozbreakers on the Lakers because especially LeBron he loves moments like that to kind of mm-hmm. like you know be the OG and like lead his team it's 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 very Brady like what he does you know and I, I know a lot of people hate Brady a lot of people hate LeBron but the thing is they really don't care if you hate them first of all and second of all dude they're, they're such great leaders and they're great at the intangibles you know and just like getting their team together during, during those big moments which is really you know something that's hard to measure you know they they might not necessarily be 
the most talented, but their their teams perform in those moments. So I, I also had the Lakers in that. I think come playoff time, we're going to see those bets hit. Um, I think the Jazz are a great team, but I still think the Lakers will best them in the end. And I, I, I do think that Anthony Davis matters more than people think. I think, you know, he's not the leader of the team, obviously, but he's he's an athlete that's hard to replace. I mean, he's, what is he, 6'11", you know, 7 foot. He can, you know, shoot yeah. like a point guard. He can stop anyone yeah. at the rim. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be the best, like, all-around athlete in the NBA. You know, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing of that you were saying about, like, he's, you know, LeBron, like, people want to hate on LeBron, Brady, all of them. It's, it's <laughs> we've got to realize, too, these guys, especially Brady, I mean, but these guys, even LeBron, they're they're at the end. And, like, yeah. I mean, we can enjoy having hate on them and all that stuff. But this was the first time I've ever had, uh, during the Super Bowl, I've ever had, like, like for example, my father-in-law hates Brady. <laughs> he texts he texts me during it and he goes, you know, this doesn't make me like the guy anymore, but it, it is pretty cool that he's out there doing it feels like he's doing this for us old guys. And I right, was like right. I'm like, yeah, you gotta just enjoy these moments, even if you don't like the guy. Like just like sit back, like because look, look at with Tiger. Tiger Woods is probably never gonna play competitively again. Oh. And we didn't get a you know, we didn't get a goodbye on that. We did yeah. you know, everyone wants to be like, oh, he's not gonna win another mate and just argue about how good he is. But it's like, man, those, you know, the years of his prime, we kind of you know, wasted if you wanted to hate on him. And now we're not going to get a, a finale. I know, man. That that crash was unsettling to me when I saw that only, especially because I I, I recently saw the documentary. I've never been a huge golf guy. But the, um, the HBO? That docu- yeah, the one on HBO. Like seeing that documentary really uh, had me appreciate um like what he meant to golf and what he means to sports in general. I mean, there's Michael Jordan, there's probably like Muhammad Ali, and then there's probably Tiger Woods. I mean, he's one of the most famous and important athletes ever, you know? You know, um, you know what's crazy about that documentary is I always thought that he, his body was breaking down because he was so tough on himself, like with golf, like the yeah. way he swung and whatnot. But you watch that documentary, it's like, oh no, he he did it to himself by doing all the, that, you know, seal train or, you know, oh, yeah, special seal, forces. Yeah. And it's like, and letting them beat up on him. I'm like, dude, I understand that you need mentally to, to, that's what you need to decompress or whatever. But man, you put your golf career in like your body. In, and it's funny. Cause I, I wonder if he would have came to be tiger 10 years later, like, you know, when the, it feels like the age of sports where, where we finally find out, Hey, you need to take care of your body. And, you know, yep. you got like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, all them spending a million dollars a year on their body. Cause they realize this is how I, you know, this is one, my moneymaker, but two longevity. And I feel like he was just cut off right before, you know, that became popular. Yeah, man. I, exactly. Yeah. No one, no one was paying attention to that. Cause you just had to be tough and, you know, hard ass basically. I mean, I couldn't believe that he, I mean, only Tiger Woods can get dropped into like Navy SEAL training and like, he could just be like allowed in. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're like beating him up. I mean, I think, I mean, I think almost sadistically, like he wanted it because he, he needs that kind of high, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, I guess when you're like a God in, in something, uh, you want to see like what can break you. I, I don't know psychologically what was going on there, but he, he's, he's, definitely built different uh you know my um fiance is a psychologist and um you know she was like trying to like you know diagnose him throughout that documentary because there's just there's something that makes him brilliant but there's also probably something that 
you know, uh, pushes them into environments and towards things that's that that's going to be harmful for him. You know, I told I told my wife and I told all my buddies about after watching. I go, what kind of psycho? He's got to be some sort of psychopath that wants to have eighteen different relationships with women. I mean, come on, once enough. (laughs) Something's going on. Yeah, for sure. Eighteen different text conversations and 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 (laughs) and his wife seemed like the perfect wife. I mean, she's yeah. beautiful. She seemed like she was great with the kids. Like she said all the right That's things. That's the thing. That's the thing I said. I go, we don't know the other side. Maybe she we don't is, know the other side. We don't. We don't. Yeah, yeah. On paper, it certainly looked like he had it all. That's, you know. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong there. <laughs> yeah, something off. Yeah. yeah. So, so football, I would agree. For, for me, football is my favorite. I like, I like NFL more than college just because I feel like it's – in a weird way, it's easier to predict the upset in the NFL because there's fewer games than – I mean, don't get me wrong. If you look at it any given weekend in college football, there's going to be some major upsets. There's going to be a you know plus 700 underdog upset. But there's just yep. so many, right? You don't – like I told people, for example, like when Alabama this last year played, I think it was uh, Vanderbilt, there were minus, minus 2,500. And I go – what if I told you you could put twenty five hundred dollars down to win a hundred? Most people would be like, would be like, no, no, that's why would I do that? That's 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 terrible. And I go, okay, what if I told you your stocks went up by four percent a day? You'd be doing backflips, right? Well, that's that's putting twenty five hundred dollars on Alabama there to win a hundred. That's four percent gain on something mm-hmm. that's pretty pretty automatic. Yeah. Whereas with the NFL, I'm like, it's there's no there's no given. And I feel like in a weird way, it's easier to predict. Like you've seen it so many times. If you watch the NFL, you're like, I just got a gut feeling. This is something bad's going to happen in this game. Like this team's not going to show up based off of these reasons. Or you can just see like upsets. Yep. It's It might be a little bit harder now with people seeing like Kansas City because it just seems like they can do it whenever. But even Kansas City didn't cover for the last what, eight games of the season. And that's what I like about it because I feel like you can you can fall find the trends like you can find a team that starts off you know Falcons are pretty good at this or used to be good at this where they start off like you know the season four and zero or whatever and then they they like lose almost the rest of their games for the season yeah so that's that's yeah. what I lo- I like the best about betting the NFL yeah I love that too. you know the lines don't always catch up to that you know to those trends too like I, I think everyone's kind of saw that coming with the Steelers last year you know it's like this I don't know if they're as good as people think you know mm-hmm. like the the analytics, you know, behind it and just, you know, just even the eye test sometimes like things, everything was going right for them or like the Packers the year before, right. They're like stats were kind of, I think the point differential or something like, wasn't that impressive. Um, yeah, they were, like they were like the worst 13 and three team, like in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like opponent, like uh, the, the, their toughness of schedule and then the, yeah, right, exactly. Differential, yeah. 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 And then, you know, we saw the clobbering, you know, coming from the 49ers and, you know, but, you know, the books can't catch up to that fully because the public, you know, is going to be betting on the Packers because they don't, you know, they don't look into it as much, you know, so the line is kind of set for the public too. So, yeah, man, there's, there's, I think it's kind of like the NBA for me too. I I guess I prefer the pros because you are watching these guys for such a long time that you can predict somewhat what's about to happen. You know, those, 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 the gut feelings are kind of based off of a lot of research and experience from the past, you know, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I love the college sports too, but I find them a lot. There's a lot of variance. 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially, and, and like you could have, they, I can't remember who posted this. It was some big site posted this like a uh, last week or something. And this kind of ties in. I like NBA in the very, like the first couple weeks, because I feel like you just get underdogs. You just get yep. more value because it's, what did we see last? And also the public's just, Oh, I'm ready to go bet on the Lakers Celtics, just whatever mm-hmm. warriors, like you said, whoever the big name is, the public's going to jump on. So if you take the dog, even if they lose, you're probably getting a couple extra points value that you shouldn't get. And yeah. then the thing that I saw last week, it was something like if you put a hundred dollars on every underdog on the money line uh, up to that point in the season, you would have been up like $4,600. That's how oh, well wow. the underdogs are doing this year. And, yeah, wow. and just interesting. That's, a, that's something to consider for next year. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I kind of, do you feel- ever, do you ever uh, like, I do this with, with the NFL, I'll go through and I, I keep logs of everything that I bet and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And at some point I'll, I'll, I'll go dive back into here this off season and kind of see what went right. What I do, what did I do wrong? Cause I think it's important to like study what you did. Like, for example, I know I got my ass handed to me in like a lot of super contests because I kept waiting for the Cowboys to turn it on. Cause on paper yeah. they should have, you know, before the DAG injury and everything. And even then they still should have, it's just, they never did little things like that. But do you ever go back and like, uh, find something that you like or something that you're like, wow, this went really well for me this season. Yeah. I need to see why, you know, not, not enough. I'll be honest. And, you know, and, and all the, like all the guys I listen to on the podcast that I really look up to, you know, um, you know, I guess I could drop a thousand names, but like they all do that. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a good idea. I think I think now I'm benefiting from the social media and from writing about some of this stuff where I can go back now because it's documented. You know, I can just you know, just scroll back. Um, but but I guess that's also me holding myself more accountable because um, you know putting out these picks for others and everything. But when I was just doing it myself, I, w- I wasn't looking back as much, and I think that's so important because there are trend. You know, history repeats itself. I mean, you're gonna you know you got to see that ang- you can see that angle coming 100 feet away if you. You know, because it, it happens over and over again in these sports. You know, if, if it's if it's a LeBron thing, he decides to get amped up for a game. You know, if Brady's amped up for a game. If the Chiefs are due for a loss, I mean, I don't know. But it's there's 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 always trends that are gonna you know kind of repeat itself. Or the you know it, it, the list goes on and on. But I think that's so important. To be, but to be honest with you, I need to do more of that. You know, no, I like to I, I like to try to do it uh, a little bit in between the season, like split it up by four weeks. So split the season up into four quarters. And cause I also noticed trends when we hit certain parts of the year and certain weeks, and especially coming off by weeks, but you can kind of like, for example, the bucks, you would expect them to be better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the season. Right. That, that, that happened. Uh, <laughs> something they had a later buy by week. I think they had like a week 12 or 13 by week. They didn't lose after their bye week. Like clearly you knew once they got to that point, they had people that were injured. And after that point, people started getting healthy and they had more time to mesh together. So there's certain things like with that, that I think is very beneficial, especially if you're serious about betting, you know, like if you're, if you're a casual better then do what you want. But if you, if you're trying to be serious about this and at the end of the season, have more money than you started with, I think you got to at least consider even going back week by week and redoing. That's why I try to do a recap, even if it's like I can't get to it till Wednesday. I try to recap what happened Sunday. Yeah, and I'm like, I know it's old news, but we need to just digest and remember what we saw and why. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm I'm putting it out there now. Well, I, you know, any time in the NFL season you want to do a recap, I'm happy to. That would help me out. 
Yes. Uh, but, but yes. I, could, I could literally, I'm such a dork with the NFL. I'll, I'll talk about that all day. You know, Dude, fun. that, yeah. that see, and that's why I like reaching out and like having you and other people on, because you never know, you never know, like what, what's going to click. And so, yeah, we, yeah. we're definitely going to do that. We're definitely going to do that. Um, one thing I noticed, and I don't know why I haven't gone back and look at it. I don't know if it was just because of the, it was a trend during the season or whatnot. I killed it this season with teasers. And, Me too. And I don't know if that was just a trend or whatnot, but I'm like, so when I say I killed it with teasers and I don't advise, and I say this, I don't advise people like do your teaser, do your two, two, you know, two teasers. I, I like to do one fun, me and my buddy, we'll talk one up, but I'll usually do one fun, big ass teaser. Like, yep. and I was hitting and I would put out there, what I tried doing on the podcast this season was I'm going to put 10 teaser picks. I like you mix them up, how many you want to mix yep. them up, whatever. So the 10, I was, I was hitting 80 to 90%, you know, eight, eight or nine every week. And I, I kid you not, I went thir- the first 13 weeks of the season, at least hitting a six or greater teaser. And it was just, I was just, which saved a lot of my cards on some, some weeks. Yeah, me too. I hit me that too. teaser, I go, or, or, you know, and I, I like it too, especially if you tie it into something, um, I really like tying it into like a Monday night or a Sunday night game where you, you could yeah. potentially hedge, but you could also middle. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I experienced the same thing. Um, I have a hot take on why I think it happened, but I don't know. Well, let me, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Well, you know, for any given thing that happens, you know, there's, there's probably multiple reasons, but I, I think it was because of the COVID season a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, you have these like, um, you know, these, these, uh, you know, the Brady's, the Rogers, uh, you know, these guys who are able to execute at such a high level, um, you know, they've been doing it for so long. I mean, you know, some of the, some of the things that like someone like Aaron Rodgers does, for example, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of his personality all the time, but the guy's a killer, you know, and, yeah. and he makes, he makes it look easy. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I think if, like if he's in Chicago and he's just dominating the game, barking out signals, you know, they got the fake crowd noise or whatever, but, but, you know, once he gets momentum, and you know figures things out there's no there's no crowd there to shift the game you know so i think i think teasers made the nfl you know i i i you know shudder at the thought that saying that the nfl is ever predictable but i think it was a little more predictable because you know the especially some of the favorites and maybe even some of the dogs in some search you know some situations because there was less uh intangibles and like environmental uncertainties you know, from the crowd and from all the things that happen at a live event, typically, uh, you know, it was just like playing back. Football with these like, you know, it, it seemed like a gimme most of the time. And it was, so I, I think that COVID had a big, a big impact on that. I agree with you. And I'm going to give you a second. I'm going to let the stream. We kind of pause there for a second. I'm just going to let the stream. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I think I lost you there, huh? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, we, we, you glitched out there for a second. I don't know if it was me or you, um, but we'll just give the stream a second to catch up. Okay. I think it might have been me because my I have a 15 year old son who's with me right now and he's he's gaming. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So um, you know, I mean, I could you know I could, I'm, no I'm no 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 you're good you're good you're back now you're back it just takes a second. 
I have the same sure? thing going on. Yeah, okay. no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, teasers. Uh, I think you're spot on with the lack of crowd. I think that definitely that definitely yeah. played a role because, like for example, with Seattle, Seattle didn't have a home va- home field advantage like they yeah. would. Right. And, and, and not only does it help the home team and rattle the the away team. Um, even the home team, like if you're home and you're you're losing, like, and you and then you, it starts getting ugly. The players feel that they feel that the fans are disappointed or the exactly. fans start leaving and they don't they don't try to fight back. And so, I'm curious, and maybe this is something I'm going to look up. I'm going to write this down. Um, how close? Like, did we? Was this season like was the scores for the most part of the games closer than usual? You know what I mean? Because maybe that that would be the COVID effect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that it, it certainly seems so. There were there was not as many because right, like the blowouts are obviously what ruins teasers. Um, but you're so right about the the home teams too, because if a home team is is losing, if, you know they're in a bad situation, the crowd can bring it back. You know, you can get the momentum, you can feel the energy. Where's the energy? I mean, there, I mean, of course, there's some energy because it's still football and they still got the sideline, but it ain't the same. You know, I think I think the Ravens suffered from that a little bit. You know, I mean. That's a high octane offense that runs, you know, off of Lamar, you know, you know, uh, trick running plays and going left and right and everything. And I think, you know, he, he still took over some games. But once the if, if the Ravens ever found themselves down, I, they were they were in a bad place. You know, uh, it's that's an interesting stat, man. I would love to see if the scores were closer this year than other years. And, I, I, I you know, who knows if that's a COVID thing, but. Well, if that was the case, then I think the reason why we might have won so many teasers, and I, without even asking you, I, I'm sure you understand that it's mostly better to take a dog and tease them up if you can get them into double digits than, than, oh, yeah. than teasing, you know, the guy, the team, like, oh, I just need them to win. You get burned way, yep. way more often than, yep. than, than that. So one thing that I'll be looking for too at the beginning of the season is this let's say there's going to be more fans next football season. And and even if it's not full, let's say they're half, whatever, enough to make a difference. I'm going to look at probably betting home teams and betting unders because you've got a whole season of people not used to noise. And that's going to not only throw Mm -hmm. off, that's going to throw off away teams disadvantage, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going Mm -hmm. into New Orleans, Seattle, anywhere where it's Atlanta, where it gets real loud. Um, Well, Kansas city, that's true for second year players. That's going to be a new experience. I mean, that's going to be a new experience for rookies or even, but what, what about, you know, even veterans taking a year off of not having any of that sure. first time coming back to it. It's going to be a little weird, especially you. I mean, that's, yeah. you haven't practiced with that. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's going to, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I cannot wait to see the fans back. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we won't get into COVID stuff. Obviously we, you know, the NFL had to do what they have to do. And that was, I think they did a really, really good job with it too. I mean, I miss a game. Um, they, yeah, unbelievable. Um, and it was pretty sweet to have like a Tuesday NFL game. You know, I wasn't complaining about that. You know, like there's like, yeah. like five days of the week or, you know, five or six days of the week that we had NFL on, but, um, but it's going to be interesting to see, to see what teams benefit from that and maybe what teams thrived because you got some home fields like for the chargers that aren't great anyway. So maybe mm-hmm. the Chargers did a little better with that. I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, um, it'd just be it, another angle to break down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think college players too. It really affects them too. Like even these college basketball games. Like remember the Duke and North Carolina game? That was that was it was wild to see that 
rivalry without any mm-hmm. fans, you know. Um, yeah. You know, the crazies, you know, for Duke, you know, it's just the kids really need that more than the pros, I think, you know, and the, the pros can execute either way. A lot of them, if they're if they're at that elite level, but the yeah. younger ones, it's going to, you know, it's going to affect them next year. And I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. That's why I'm kind of le- well, go ahead. No, I was just say we're already starting our NFL research. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of with March Madness coming up. I'm kind of leaning towards, I haven't like officially done this and obviously we'll wait till the brackets are out, but I think it's going to favor the better teams because they're going to play it all in one spot familiarity over the weeks or whatever it is that yep. they do it and no fans there. So I, I feel like if you are an underdog, let's just catch some fire. Cause a lot of times, like um, a couple years ago while I was in pharmacy school, still up in Spokane, uh, they hosted the games and I went to, I went to the games cause they were there. I'm like, let's buddy of mine's like, Hey, whatever. It was like 60 bucks. Go, we can watch go two games, got his tickets. So we went and I didn't care who was playing, but it was a, a classic five and 12 matchup. It was Oklahoma versus uh, South Dakota state. Mm. And there was like hardly any Oklahoma fans there for a five seed. Right. But there was a whole row and where we were sitting, like a whole section of South Dakota state. And so I cheered on South Dakota state and, and, and I don't think you see that if, if there's no fans there, I don't know if that South Dakota state team would have been able to keep up. And, and yeah. kept, I mean, they, they won, and I think they won by a good amount of, not a good amount of points, but I mean, it wasn't like a last second deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's going to play a role here, this, this uh, March madness. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to be in a bubble, right? So um, they're all going to be insulated there. It's, it's, you know, I think, I think the Heat last year, for example, uh, they they were uh, like the perfect team to be a little more resilient than most teams. I mean, Jimmy Butler is sort of the leader of the team. You know, he's an unmarried guy; he doesn't care as much about being at home. Or, you know, probably it doesn't seem like he does. Uh, you know, Tyler Hero; they have young players. Um, you know, tough. He, you know, a lot of people don't like Jimmy in the way that he, you know, brings his personality and, you know, kind of kicked out of Philly, but he's tough, you know, and that, and that toughness led them to get to the end. Uh, you know, obviously LeBron and the Lakers, you know, he, he can turn it on, you know, turn a switch on and get through things too. Um, so yeah, it's those teams that are well-coached, well-disciplined, mature. You know, I look at a, I look at a coach, like uh, I forget the name of Villanova's coach, which is really bad. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Jay Wright. Is yeah. That yeah. 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 Uh, you know, excellent coach, always buttoned up, you know, would probably have the kids buttoned up, you know, uh, Gonzaga too, you know, Baylor probably, I don't know. I mean, they're kind of new on the scene. I feel like that. I mean, they've, they've been a good team for a while, but not this good. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting, man. And you could have a flyer out there. Who's just a well-coached, well-disciplined team like that surges, you know, I would, I would love to see that. You know, And I think everyone's just thinking it's going to be Gonzaga, Baylor, you know, and uh, maybe Michigan, but um, I could see somebody in the like final four who no one sees coming, you know, like a USC or uh, Colorado or, uh, you know, like a big 10 team, you know, that squeak, you know, that just like squeaks in there like Maryland maybe or something. That'd be, that'd be wild. I could, and I could totally you see You know who it. looked good? I mean, they didn't, they ended up not playing that well against Michigan, but the other night, Iowa looked good that first half. I mean, I was, yeah. I think they could they depending on the seeding they get and then who who the one seed is. I mean they got yeah. some big guys. I think they they can make a run. Yeah, Luca Garza is a beast. And you know I, I had um I had Iowa plus two and a half in that first half, and they were the first half ended uh, them down by three. 
uh, which I, you know, I really feel like that was a bad beat because they were winning most of that first half. Uh, oh, and it came, it came down too because I kept getting confused. Um, I didn't have a bet on it, but I knew the line, and I'm like, yeah. I kept thinking Iowa had the ball last, and they that bucket that scored last. I go, oh, they just because I knew a couple people that had uh, Michigan to just to win the first half. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's gonna ruin it. And then I'm like, wait, Michigan scored there because they were like. Michigan was white or whatever instead of blue. And it right, was, right. You know, I, I was like, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay. Because I had it uh, on up while I wasn't like sitting down watching. I was at work, so I, was, I just kind of had it on in the background. But um, yeah, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. a it's gonna be a crazy crazy year. I'm excited for it. Um, and and we missed Mars Madness last year. Remember? I mean, there was no. Oh, there was no I was Mars just Madness. about to say. I spent was, so right after football season was done. Even before football season was done, I spent like hard research like hard and that, i didn't do it this year oh, I, mean, I, I but i spent so much time and then when they canceled it i go dude like i ugh. i was yeah. just like missing yeah. out missing out i i feel like I, I, yeah yeah but i'm glad it's back even See, if it has in, to be in a bubble yeah and i live in this baltimore area so maryland basketball is one of the like main sports you know when the ravens aren't on that people cheer for around here because mm-hmm. you know really i mean the wizards haven't been good you know obviously there's no baltimore like nba team um the washington football team hasn't done very well these days so there's a lot of marylanders who are crazy for the terps and so <laughs> a lot say, of, you know, all every time i hear maryland i just think of svp saying he a terp <laughs> yeah, he ter- yeah 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 it is it's see i I'm, I'm not a maryland guy i'm from northern jersey originally that's the giants fan uh, stuff, but you know, born into that, but uh, they're they're pr- pretty crazy for the Terps here, man. And Terp Nation is real. Oh, I bet, I bet. Well, yeah, brother. Uh, you want to talk about um, some or, or anything you want to talk about? I know you wanted to get into some NBA games over the weekends. Any picks you want to talk about the week? I'm open to whatever. Yeah, I've got a little bit more time, and then uh, this will sure. not be the last time you're on. So. I'm definitely going to have you on again and we'll, we'll work on some other things, but I mean, I've got, let's lay out whatever you want to talk about. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got a few look ahead NBA games uh, for the weekend. Um, just wrote a few notes here. So I'm just bringing that up. Hopefully it doesn't make my face too white on the camera. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I, I also, I haven't looked at any picks yet. So whatever yeah. I say off of this is just going to be my first instinct. First takes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I've, I'm looking at the Warriors and the Lakers Sunday night. Uh, and for me, that really depends on what happens tonight. I, I mean, I have the Lakers and the Warriors both covering tonight. Um, you know, Portland came out hot in this one. The game's on actually over here for me. But the Lakers, it looks like they're coming back now. But I think I think if one oh, of those teams – Yeah, yeah, yeah this tie, tie ball game now. But um, if one of those teams loses tonight, I like that team a little better on Sunday, I would, I would, I would prefer if the, if the Warriors, if any, if any, either of those teams lost, I would prefer if the, yeah, if the Warriors lost, then, uh, you know, favoring them at maybe a, a bigger line on Sunday because the, um, you know, the loss of Anthony Davis, I think it does make a, a difference in the front court. And now that the, uh, the Warriors got back, uh, Wiseman and Kevin Looney, you know, two, two big young guys that are, you know, improving their game, but they're they're pretty talented. I think I think they could keep that game pretty close. So I'm looking at that. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, but um, you know, and then and then if the Lakers somehow blow this, then I'm probably going to love them against against Golden State because that would be five straight then for the they you know they lost four straight now, which is crazy. 
you know, and they're this is a homestand, so they'll be home for that one too on Sunday. So, the, the, so it's in LA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that was going to be my question. Like, where's that? Um, yeah. I don't know. I can. I know it'd be five straight for the Lakers, but then is that just hey? These guys are out of sync. They can't. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just looking because I had, I had tonight because I'm like, the Blazers aren't. I have the Blazers winning, um, but I'm like, I also had the over in the game, and it wasn't that high. But I mean, it doesn't look like the over is in play right as of now. Right. I mean, it's pretty low score. We're almost halfway through the third. I mean, you know, a third of the way through the third, and it's 122 points, right? So it's like, right if. I feel like exactly. you got to score against Golden State, even Golden State isn't the Golden State before, you know, if Draymond's playing and and I just don't see Lakers scoring enough, even if they lose tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know? a good and they and they haven't been playing as good defense either. I don't know if it's the you know, I you know, we can't blame that all on Anthony Davis. You know, I think Dennis Schroeder coming back is a good you know, coming off an of injury, that's a good addition too uh, for them on defense. I mean, they're, you know, they're, to to hold Portland at sixty one points is pretty good. But I, but I agree, man. They they're going to have to turn up the uh, the volume a little bit against the Warriors. But yeah, get- it's it's like it's like the way I see Anthony Davis gone is like taking a quarterback out. But you're not only taking a quarterback out; you're also taking your like middle linebacker out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's offense and defense, and then yeah. it's like. Not every team is like the Saints where they can have a backup in for, you know, they could throw t- Teddy Bridgewater in for four <laughs> weeks and be fine, right? Yeah. So it's like, do you change your whole offensive scheme and what you do, or do you just tough it out for three weeks? Hopefully you win a couple and wait for Anthony Davis to get back because you realize, I mean, when it comes to playoffs, it doesn't matter what seed you are. I mean, it does, but it really doesn't. Yeah. And so I think that's where they're at. I think they're not wanting – and we're seeing that with the scoring. Like they can't – I mean, they're playing defense tonight, but they're, they're not scoring enough, and I don't know if they really want to change up things until Anthony Davis gets back. They want to just kind of plug them back into their normal routine. Yeah, and that's, and that's a great point. I mean, if you think about it, you know, obviously it's not figured into the line this much, but Anthony Davis in any given game for the Lakers could be like a point differential of what, 10, 15 points. I mean, from the defensive end and the offensive end, how many points – he prevents from happening and then how many yeah. points he actually scores, you know, and, and, you know, they're usually his field goal percentage is field goal percentage is usually uh, fantastic too. Cause it takes a lot of, uh, you know, high volume shots close to the rim, but he's a great jump shooter too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that, that point differential there has to be more significant than the Lakers are probably anticipating. I mean, LeBron is still LeBron, but he, but he's not like the offensive juggernaut that he once was, you know, he, he could he, be, but he's not going to turn it on yet. He's like, there's, yeah. there's no point. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, also for LeBron, it's like, he's playing with whatever pieces he's got out there, but it, yeah. he's also missing that go-to superstar that he can just throw the ball to, you know, right. Exactly. Yeah. Guy that he can, at least I got one guy on the court that I know is going to be yep. in the right spot, doing the right thing. And he's always had that. Mm-hmm. He's always had that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably go with Golden State on that, depending on what the line is. What What do you think the line will be? I'm like, I'm just playing guessing games in my own head about it, but I guess it depends Golden what happens State tonight. Golden State has obviously. been playing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're up. Last I checked, they were up ten. Okay. Uh, they've been playing better. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go to LA. Six and a half sounds right. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like around six. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. I think. I think. I think that's a good. Uh, 
baseline for us. If it's if it's if it's under six, maybe I'll be a little squeamish to bet on the uh, on the Golden State side. But if it's over six, I'm I'm going to like them even more probably. You yeah. talked me into it even more. So I see that's why this is great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what else? What else uh, you eyeing this weekend? Yeah, so another one is the the Mavs and the Nets. I think that's tomorrow night and it's at Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah so I uh, this is something I really hate to say because I really don't like the Nets. I, I don't not a big James Harden fan, not a big Kyrie fan, uh, not a big Durant fan. I mean, as far as like performers, I, they're unbelievable. Um, you know, three of the best in the game. I think Kevin Durant is probably the best pure scorer in the game. Um, but you know, some of their personalities just you know really drive me crazy. But that being said, um, they are pretty unstoppable right now, and and I think they figured something out without Durant. I mean, you know, watching the Nets is kind of crazy sometimes. I mean, Kyrie, um, James Harden, but then uh, Joe Harris. I think his first name is Joe. Uh, he, I mean, that guy like barely misses, you know, he's, he's, he's an unbelievable shooter. Uh, they just have so many weapons and they move fast. It's, it's something, something clicked for them. I feel like they're playing with a little bit of an attitude because a lot of people, they know that a lot of people, you know, don't like them very much. Um, so I, I, I mean, I like the Mavs. I love Luca. Uh, but I really, I really think they could wax them. I mean, I'm, I would put this line around like nine or 10. But I don't think it's going to be there. You know, I think it's going to be much lower than that. Um, yeah. See, so. with that, with that, I. It's kind of funny that the narrative was that Kyrie and James Harden weren't going to get along, and yet here they are playing the best basketball yeah. together. Like, who would have yeah. thought that? See, normally I am of one that wants to buck the trend, so everyone's on the Nets. Like the last time they played, I was against the Nets, and there was like ninety-one percent of public money was on them, and they yeah. they covered easily, and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And same thing with the same thing with the Jazz when they're on this run. I've been I've been fading them. Work today because the Heat actually ended up winning. I just took the points with the Heat, but they they actually ended up winning outright. I lean towards. I think you're right. I think the net. I I would. This would be a spot where I normally would be like Luca could have a game. He could turn it on. I think if the points right, if it is nine and a half or even up there, I'd probably take the points with them, or maybe even bet them on the money line because you're probably getting plus three hundred something. But oh, yeah. The, the Mavs aren't a team that make me excited to bet on them. It's, they've been playing terrible, especially Porzingis out. It looks like they're just keeping Porzingis out because they yep. want to trade him. So Luka could have himself. In, I just don't think he has enough supporting cast to keep up with the Nets and their scoring right now. So I would have to – normally, myself, I would want to go against the trend and go against the public, but I think the Nets are going to be the right side. Yeah, and I know it's, it's like I don't want to say it. I really don't because I don't want them to be the right side. But I, I, you know, but I think they are. Unfortunately, for the for the foreseeable, well, not foreseeable, like for the near future, I think they're going to be able to cover most games for where they're for where the line is at least because uh, I think they're still not getting quite the respect. Uh, and I mean, they don't deserve to have you know, all the respect in the world. Like to be, I mean, the Jazz are are starting to really earn the numbers that they're receiving. Um, but uh, although I think the, the Jazz lose tonight. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, as I say that, they blew it tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it you know it pains me to say, it, Will, but but the Nets are so, something's going on there where if you just watch them, like the flow that they have, and they started playing some defense. Um, so which is pretty scary. I mean, if they're going to play defense, they're they're probably scoring. I mean, I think they average 120 points a game or close to it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, that's that's a pretty scary prospect. Um, and this is I without think, Durant. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I think I think the only thing maybe because I have noticed this, and I don't have any um, like analytics for this. Sorry, guys, but but I, I but I have noticed sometimes when a team goes on a great uh, road trip, so they beat the Suns on the road, they beat the Lakers on the road, like they you know they had a great they road had five trip. road games that they won in a row. Yeah, and and, and against a lot of elite teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now they're back at home. You know, there's that sense of like being back at home, your own bed, your wife, your girlfriend, you know, you kind of calm down, you know, you're not like on the road with the boys anymore. Uh, you know, it, maybe it's a letdown game. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that, well, that's, that's why, that's why I was, a, look at. yeah, that's why I was against them the other night because that, that was a, this is their second game back. Yeah. The game the other night that I, I said the Nets are overrated. What I meant in that, I only put the title on that to get people pissed off and it worked. Uh, I was being, <laughs> what I really mean is they're overvalued. Like the point spread is overvalued because they're such a hot team on the road. And exactly what you're saying. It's like the, it's like even superstars got to check the mail, got to, you know, got to like, you come home after being gone for a couple of weeks, you just gotta, you get distracted. You've got to get back into the groove of things, check on things at the house, whether you're married yep. or not, you've got to. And so I thought this is a perfect game for them to come out flat and with everyone on them. And them not playing a really big, like it's not like they're playing the Lakers again at home. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. what a big matchup. I forget who they played, but uh, I think they played the Kings or something like that. Oh, the uh, last game? Yeah. Yeah, who did they play? Uh, because I think they came back in that one. Yeah. Or was, was the Magic? The Magic, yeah. It was the yeah. Magic. Decent team, but it's nothing like – Right. Like it's not the Lakers or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. So they were losing in the Philly. first half. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, I felt good, and then they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they just, yeah, soared. I know. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. And now that we're talking about it, this is great to talk about because I, I am starting to, if if they are getting the like inflated lines, I might actually favor the Mavs side a little bit. Even um, yeah, and, and that's the thing that yeah. some people don't understand too is like what I was wrong with taking the Magic, obviously, but. I feel like I was on the right side. Like I, I'm like, it yeah. was overvalued. So you play the side where there's value you play and you're not going to, it doesn't mean you're going to get it a hundred percent of the time. You're just going to get it more times than not. Yeah. You know, and that's why, I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be on this podcast and like, you know, hear you say that because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like gimmicky sports, better guys out there, but then there's actual guys who are paying attention to what works long-term and you just proved it. I mean, like that—that that if you play the number and you play the value over the long term, you will win much more than you lose. Uh, you know, you can't be deterred by just that one loss that doesn't hit. So you're you're exactly right. And I, I think I think man, I think the uh, like if it's closer to ten, I'm going to favor the Mavs. But I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like seven. Or I, even um, or even if you you go off that theory, you think it's going to be a close game. The Mavs, if the Mavs get down early in the first, if they if they're down a lot in the first half, they're not coming back. So right. maybe maybe that's where you go. Maybe I'll take them first half. Maybe that's turn yeah. it on in the yeah. second half. But maybe I'll take the points with the Mavs. Give me plus five, plus six, whatever for the first half. Theory being, if the Mavs are going to have a chance, it's got to be close at half. Yeah. And then maybe they get blown out in the second quarter. Maybe they don't. But you don't have to worry about it because your bet still is good at half than it is you know, for the full game. Yeah. Yeah. I love that angle a lot in college basketball too. I try to take that when I think a team could have some steam, 
You know, they shows in the first half, and then the better team shows up in the second half and usually pulls out. Gonzaga Michigan, was losing. Michigan, yeah, in Michigan, Iowa, we were just talking Michigan, about. Michigan, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, then Michigan ended up winning by like 17 or something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think that's a great look. You know, line for the first half would probably be like four, you know, or something. Um, and, you know, just one more thing about this game that I thought about. Kyrie, uh, you know, had a post-game conference after the Thursday win where, you know, he, he was talking about a lot of different things, talking about the logo and all that. So he's, it just feels like the Nets are getting a little fat and sassy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. like they're, now, now they really think that they're really great, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and that's where, where a team with some grit can catch you and at least play the game close. So uh, this is good. You know, whoever's listening, you know, you, you think about all these angles, uh, but this is not, see, I, I started that kind of liking the Nets and now, now I'm, you know, starting to retreat. Or at least maybe the first half, right? Yeah, first half Mavs, yeah. Or even see what the odds are when they come out for uh, Mavs win the first half, Nets win the game, something like that. You know, fun stuff. Fun little things that you can bet. Well, hey, man, we're approaching an hour, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, We're going to definitely do this again. Um, But thanks for coming on. Thanks. uh, And don't exit out of this. I know this is going to be in the podcast. It doesn't matter. Don't exit out because once I end all this, we can still chat. But um, let me post up your stuff again. Everyone, he's on Twitter at Chris R. Farley one. Get those. Go subscribe or uh, go follow him. He's trying to get his followers up there. And then Instagram at Farley bets. He has great stuff on there every day. And of course, you were talking wrong one. Uh, Theoddsbreakers.com. Yeah, man, the oddsbreakers.com, that is a fantastic site uh, where you can get premium picks, but there's a ton of free picks also. I contribute free picks every day, but there's free picks from Kiev O'Neill and other really sharp guys in there by UFC, college basketball, uh, NASCAR, everything. So check check us out there, too, and I really appreciate the plug, Will. Yeah, of course, anytime. All right, well, guys, until next time, we'll maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll do a podcast again here soon, and we'll talk about what we're really- See how the Nets and Mavs ended up paying off. (laughs) Or maybe people need to go follow you and see what you end up, which side you end up leaning towards tomorrow. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Guys, you know where to find me. Go to the YouTube channel, Game On. It's in all – I know it's kind of hard to just, like, look it up uh, right now because there's so many different Game On things. I have it in all my links for, you know, Twitter, Instagram, everything. So you can click on there, hit the subscribe button. We're trying to get to 100. We're going to do some special things when we get to 100. Game On Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, this will be up there. The video will be up later after the podcast is released. And with that, good luck and game on, everyone.